0: All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Big Bang Wrestling. I'm your host, Marcus, and we are joined by a special guest today. Uh, He's made his long-awaited return back to Big Bang Wrestling. Nick, how are you doing, stranger?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I have not (laughs) have not give up on wrestling yet. I'm back, so let's start this shit up.
0: (laughs) And I guess currently, at the time right now, it's. About 10 minutes to 8 Sunday morning, you know, I'm just saying, you know, this will be a little late getting posted because of work, you know, mm-hmm. happens like that sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, dude, the show has not been the same without you. We missed having you on here. <laughs> it was rough just me trying to go down the list of everything that yeah. was going on and everything I'm trying to talk about. And there's no oh, comedy. I
1: understand, buddy. Just have some a- things that had some things to take care of. I had to uh, drive a U-Haul across country to California. That was a lovely, lovely job. If anybody ever wants to do that, go do it. It's great. Trust me, you'll fucking love it.
0: <laughs> How long of a drive was it?
1: 2,500 miles. One way.
0: How long did it take you to drive out there one way?
1: Well, the first leg, I had my mom with me, so it was about three days. But when I came back and I did it by myself, I did it in two. <laughs> Damn.
0: Shit. Well, but you know, I, not much. You didn't I, miss I, much. I found out. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I also found
1: out. Apparently, I got pretty bad road rage too. So <laughs> it only took you driving to California to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, Driving across the entire country in a U-Haul made me figure that <laughs> in a fully loaded U-Haul. Holy shit! Jeez.
0: Well, la- last couple of weeks that you've been gone, not much has really happened. Of wrestling, I've been keeping an eye on the news, so it, it hadn't been a lot. That's weird, because like the last couple of weeks, it's like it's just there's nothing, nothing crazy going on.
1: But you know, historically, summertime for wrestling—and this is weird—but historically, summertime for wrestling has kind of been of a, a down period anyway. So, why is that? I'm not really. Sh- I guess it's just you know people going on vacation, going out. All the. T- I guess that's why. But historically, that's always been a low point. Not a hell with that. These people are wrestlers. They don't take vacations. <laughs> 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 But, you know, in the wintertime, that seems like when everything happens. (laughs) You're right. You know.
0: You know, and one thing that you had brought up to me the other day that I actually do want to talk about, too, and you do, too, from what I understood, Mm -hmm. is the ratings drop that AEW has been suffering since they moved to Fridays. Yeah. Now, do you think it's more just the quality of the show has been getting worse, or do you think it could be – the competition they're having on Friday nights, it being a weekend, and like you said, summertime—could mm-hmm. it be a mix of all those things?
1: Well, because they got moved because of the NBA, right? Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: and then they and they actually don't come on till what is it? They don't come on till ten, something like that. Well, and I think I think it's kind of a combination of everything, and I think it's a little bit of fatigue. Also, because you got smacked down from 8 to 10. Yeah. And then you're expecting people to watch another two-hour wrestling show from 10 to midnight on a Friday.
0: Actually, oh, no, no, no. AEW, I think, comes on at 8 still. Really, the last show they had came on at 10, if I remember. I've been recording it and watching it the next day because you know, I don't like watching commercials. Right. <laughs> but so I'll wait and watch it the next day.
1: Right, and and I think that's a lot of it. Also, people, everybody has DVR now. People mm-hmm. are just recording it and they just watch it later when they got a minute. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, a lot of people record shows and watch them the next morning. Now,
0: you know, yeah, it's, it's, remember too. Like usually, but like a couple of years ago, before Raw would always have higher ratings than SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. Well, Also, SmackDown was coming on on a weekend. Right. People aren't pre- trying to sit and watch wrestling on a Friday night. That's when they usually go out and do things, you know. So
1: record and, it. And, You know, and SmackDown used to be pre-taped, so people were like, Oh, well, I can just watch it anytime, which you, you could. You really it Smackdown used to not be really be all that important. You no. Know, nothing really happened. You know, it wasn't like two thousand six Smackdown, where that was the best wrestling show on yeah, TV. Right. You know.
0: It's getting better though, like it's getting
1: it's it's the it's the more serious show.
0: Yeah. It, it, but do you like I think that might that's the more serious show right now because of the, the station they're on. Right. And I think that's got part of it. But
1: but historically, even though Raw has always been the main show, I always felt SmackDown had the better wrestling. I did too. Like just maybe not stories, but the wrestling was always a little bit better you know.
0: Oh, did you hear about McMahon's new rule? Which one? He's changing rules all the time. (laughs) Apparently now he wants no more cold matches. Uh, Yeah, yeah, just random. Every match has to have a story now.
1: Which is kind of odd because go look back at like Raw from 97, 98, you know. Yeah. The only time you saw stories was in the last hour, because that was the main hour. Mm-hmm. You know, the first hour overall, that's where you got the cold matches. You got, you know, the TV matches and the little stuff like that. And then sometimes that was more like your better matches. Right. When you got two guys that can just work together and have a 10-minute match,
0: sometimes that's better than watching the main story. He doesn't want that no more. I mean... I don't think that's going to be a good idea on his end, though, on w- for WWE. No. I think not, that's a terrible move because it's not about – not every match needs a story. Right. And I said that years ago. hmm Not everything needs a story. Just put two guys out there who can work, like you just said, that can work together. Let them have a great 10-minute match.
1: It's, and that's one – and, and like, you, like we were just talking about, like with, with AEW – I think that's one spot where AEW falls on their face is they try to make everything have a story. Mm. And you can't really what you know think about it. What what was it a couple months ago when we were talking about an episode of Dynamite every single match had an afterbirth. Every single yeah. match yeah. had a beatdown angle or something like I that. I remember that yeah. Even even the matches that were just TV matches.
0: Yeah. Somebody, was was somebody down
1: after the match. Right. There was just something ridiculous going on after every match, even though it didn't need it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but like... Going back to the ratings drop, what did the ratings drop to? It was like 500,000, 600,000 I think? Not this
1: past weekend, but the weekend before... They were at like four hundred
0: eighty thousand. Yeah, it was incredibly they low. Cut, they were cut literally in half. I mean, if they come on at the same time as SmackDown, too, that plays a lot into it. It right? You got? I mean, it's Fox. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean and that's that's a bigger network than TNT. Let's be honest. Yeah. And then uh, but. I, I, And like I said before, I think a lot of it just is fatigue, too much wrestling, you know.
0: Um, It doesn't matter how big of a wrestling fan you are. Like, after you watch, literally, Monday night is Raw. Mm -hmm. Tuesday night, what's on Tuesdays now? Did Impact go to Tuesday or Thursday? They went to Thursday, didn't they? They have moved, like, three different times since I tried to start watching it.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, it's either Tuesday or Thursday for Impact. Wednesday, you got. You D- know it was was Dynamite, Impact, but now it's NXT. Yes,
0: yeah, NXT. <clears throat> no. Well, no, NXT.
1: is on, Tuesday, on Tuesdays.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There so Mondays, Raw. NXT Tuesday. Yeah. Dynamite was on Wednesday. Impact mm-hmm. was on Thursday. Yep. And then SmackDown was on Friday.
1: Mm-hmm. And then but everybody. Then, else- and then, you know, Ring of Honor was on Monday. Saturday. Yep, Saturday and Monday, depending yep. on where you watch it.
0: MLW is on Saturday now. Championship Wrestling from Hollywood is on Saturdays. Yep. <clears throat> New Japan Strong. When does that come on? That's Friday nights. That's Friday night at 10, you know.
1: It's, it's just a lot of stuff at once.
0: Yeah, it's just a, it's a lot. To keep up with, and that's why, like a lot of times, when it comes to keeping up with New Japan and Impact, you got it. I can't, I, I, I can't watch that much wrestling.
1: <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest, strong. I, I haven't kept up on that lately because there's just so much going on. I've been yeah. keeping track of the main shows in New Japan, and that's a job in itself because they come on at two a.m. and three a.m. and <laughs>
0: Uh, I think, like like you said, there the fatigue of just mm-hmm. trying to watch that much, mm-hmm. and by the time you get to Friday, you're yeah. like, shit, I don't feel like watching anymore. <laughs> right, and <clears throat> and I guess and
1: and the thing with AEW is that it's 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 a very niche thing within wrestling. If you just if you look at the numbers and you look at the ratings and you know it's mostly the hardcore fans that are watching that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, that's a discussion we've had before, you know. But with AEW, it's that's mainly your hardcore. We're gonna watch anything that's wrestling because it's wrestling and that's it, you know. Yeah. And and but that's a <clears throat> But you think about that though that they they got cut in half within a week. It's all the day of the week.
0: Yeah, yeah that's and I think I think Fridays was all even when SmackDown you know was originally coming on Fridays. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they need to change that to another night because I know I didn't want to stay in the house on a Friday night to watch wrestling.
1: Well, like when SmackDown first started, it came on Thursdays. Yeah. I remember that. It was Thursday nights.
0: And they bounced around from Thursdays to Tuesdays to Fridays and just yep. all over the place. And I don't personally – I don't think – I don't think wrestling should come on Fridays.
1: No, it shouldn't. Um, You know, I, like Monday, that's like – that's been everybody's big day. Not you, know, you used to have WCW, you know, Nitro, yep. and you had Raw – And then at one time TNA ran on Mondays, you know, like that's kind of drilled in everybody's mind now. Wrestling comes on Monday.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, even all the shows we just mentioned, right? Mm -hmm. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, that's three days of the week, right? there. Yeah. Yeah. That's your three
1: big, you know, you, you think about it. One company has three shows they put on that are considered main shows every week.
0: Now, do you think a company can get too big for its own good? Yeah, I do. And WWE has
1: been an example of that the last couple of years. They've been putting
0: out so much stuff. Okay, and here's another thing we didn't take into account either. 205 Live, main event. NXT UK. Yeah, super, that's three super more starters. shows. And and
1: superstars. That's another one.
0: No, superstars have, is gone.
1: But I'm saying at one time they had like seven or eight different yeah, shows.
0: Yeah, I remember they were running main event and superstars at the same time. Right. That's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. You know. It was just, it was way too much. And honestly, I didn't watch half of it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like I'm sure they got great music and then, and,
1: all. and then, you know, and AEW is running into a similar problem already because they're running two separate YouTube shows. Yeah. Along with the main show. And the, the way they're running it is they're expecting everybody to watch all of those shows to understand what's going on on the main show. Can't. Y- you know, because there's... And, and I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to get interest in those YouTube shows because they're putting storyline stuff on there. But let's be honest: how many people are really going to sit there and watch a YouTube show when they know the main show is coming on regular TV?
0: You know that same week. Mm-hmm. I just, <clears throat> I think the wrestling, like the shows themselves, need to be cut down. They do because. Three hours for a wrestling show that's not a pay
1: per view is insane.
0: Yeah, even Raw just alone is bad to watch because, like you mm-hmm. said, the three hours. Like You remember when Raw used to come on sporadically for three hours? It was only when there was like uh, a big it,
1: thing, right? It was like they would do like a special. They would do like an anniversary show, or they would mm-hmm. do. Um, they would do like the Legends Night. It usually be for a special occasion
0: that drew interest. Right, And but those
1: now shows do good ratings,
0: And then now it's just like it, it's way too much, and they're put, trying to do way too much on Raw. <clears throat> Raw is terrible.
1: Yeah, yeah. Raw is one of the worst wrestling shows around right now.
0: I think the biggest thing that's going to save them, though, is going back to two hours. hmm: Well, you know, NXT is a great example.
1: Remember how good NXT was when it was a one-hour show? Yeah, and look what's happened to it since it's gone to two hours.
0: I mean, two hours
1: ain't bad though for wrestling. But, uh, show. but it's it's literally become like Raw Junior since it's become two hours.
0: So how come SmackDown is doing better though? They're running two hours. Well, well, one
1: SmackDown has Paul Heyman. Yeah, that's true. Um, it you know it, you can look at each show and tell each show has its own people in charge of it. Yeah, you can tell you you can tell each show is run by different people. Yeah, you know
0: I, I think SmackDown personally that's better all the way around. You know the stories, the quality of the yeah. show, the yeah. matches, and. Yeah. It's, it's, it's As uh, an
1: overall wrestling show, yeah, it's it's the best one they've got. As just an overall pro wrestling show, it's the best one they have. And Roman Reigns is the best guy they have right now.
0: Yeah, and SmackDown yeah. is his show. I don't know. AEW starting their second show the, August. August? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What night is that going to be on? Do you remember Friday at ten?
1: <laughs> it's supposed to come on after SmackDown on Friday. <laughs>
0: oh, at least it's coming on after SmackDown, so they're not going to hurt too bad. But 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 you know, but
1: still, like I said, that fatigue is going to sit in. You're expecting somebody to st- to watch a wrestling show on a Friday night at ten. I think
0: AEW like <clears throat> I like how they're pushing all their guys a lot of them but i think they need to get more central with who they're pushing well they're trying to
1: do too much at once too early
0: yeah and they're making yeah. a lot of big names and drawing a lot of interest to these names but they're still not a a established
1: truly established company
0: you know you, yeah, you're right, but they're starting to establish names there, and they are starting to get established and they're drawing attention. Mm-hmm. You know, look at some of the big names that were unknown before, but now since they've got on AEW, they're becoming bigger stars. You know, the main one I can think of is Darby Allin and Hangman. Okay, what but, but outside of that section
1: of fans, are they truly starting to become bigger names?
0: I think as time goes on, I think they're going to become more recognizable. I think that, you know, like I said, as time goes on and more people will eventually start watching AEW, just like WCW and raw, Mm -hmm. eventually more people will start watching AEW and those will be some of the names that really stand out to them. Yeah. <clears throat> and Brian Cage, he's gonna be another one that's gonna be standing out soon. Yeah, uh, well <laughs> that guy's been around for
1: a long time and he still hasn't established himself, so that's <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Depends <clears throat> on the booking too though. Yeah, well <laughs> yeah, that's another thing AEW's got working against them that, <laughs> that Tony the Cons crazy.
0: You know, maybe that's why. Tony Khan's father, Shad, Shad Khan, made his comments though, and said what he said about the show when he wanted to start it up.
1: Yeah. Well, it's obvious he's not a wrestling fan. He's not a he's not a wrestling person. You know. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> it, I don't know. It sounded to me like he was just, you know, do whatever you want. I don't care. You know. What that sounded like to me,
0: that's how I took it, but, but I think a lot of what like what he was saying got twisted up and taken out of context though I don't think he meant it as like it's gonna be a bad idea, and you're gonna lose money doing it, you know, don't do it. I don't think he meant it that way. well,
1: <clears throat> I mean, he probably didn't, even though right now they are losing money um I don't know if you saw that they were talking about because they're trying to make this game that the company is still running. The company is still running deep in the red, apparently. Yeah, I saw that. Which which is kind of ridiculous to think about that one video game was going to put you that far back. But Mm. especially when you're backed by a billionaire. But (laughs) it depends how much money they're pouring into the company, though. Well, and that's another thing. Look at these contracts, some of these guys got. You got guys that nobody's ever heard of making six figures. Yeah. You know, that's that's not really a good business strategy.
0: I <laughs> see he's got the money to do it though. They say he's got deeper pockets than Vincent McMahon.
1: But but that's what I'm saying, though, is that's why the company's still running in the red. And they have, there's, that's why there's, that's, I'm not saying that's the only reason, but a thing that, that is a contributing thing. Oh, yeah. You're, you're paying people no one's ever heard of, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars to appear on a YouTube show. Do you think,
0: with you saying that though, do you think they're going to eventually end up like WCW and go bankrupt? If they keep,
1: if they keep going the way they are. They will be another WCW.
0: Hmm. I hope not because I think the competition, and let's call it what it is, that's a competition between AEW and WWE. Yeah, I think that's really kind of driving WWE to better itself too. Kind of, sort of, maybe.
1: You would think it would. You would hope it would. Because we're not seeing it all Raw. Everything else no, is okay, no, though. No. Um. You know it, and it's weird because I actually I, I heard somebody lay this out this way the other day. They said, you know, Raw is the kids' show. NXT, and SmackDowns. Oh, go ahead. Well, they said Raw is the kids' show. NXT is like the Marks show. That's where the people that are all concerned about work rate and all that, that's the show they watch. And then SmackDown is the show that could get the casual people interested. Yeah. You know, that could get, cause that's the more serious show. That's the more, you know, the storylines are more serious. The wrestling is more serious. You know, yeah, that that's, that's the show that could draw in, you know, the
0: non-wrestling fans. Yeah. And that's a good way to put it, for real. <clears throat> you know, maybe, though, with them going back on the road, maybe mm-hmm. they'll start making more money with ticket sales and things like that. Well, and speaking of that, did you see the ticket sales?
1: <laughs> <laughs> WWE is doing you terrible. Know, funny. funny. Well, well, here's the thing, though. They're only doing bad on the live shows. They're not doing bad on the TV shows. That's if you look at the ticket sales, the ones for the pay-per-views and the and the raw and SmackDown are selling fine. It's the show, it's the live shows, the house shows that aren't selling.
0: I think house shows are kind of in a sense are kind of <coughs> fading out because nothing happens on yeah, house shows. shows. Yeah
1: well you know back in the day that was where they made their money was house shows because you only got so you only had an hour on tv once a week you know yeah so when you got and that was mainly just your promos and your stories your storylines that was your tv show people went to the house shows to watch the matches you know
0: Now, here's the thing. I thought about this for... I've been thinking this for a while with the house shows, right? Why -hmm. can't they use these house shows to further storylines?
1: I mean, they could. But they don't. But, like I said earlier, like with the YouTube shows and all that, now you're expecting people to go to these other shows to get the rest of the story. When... They should be able to tune into your TV show to get all the story.
0: Like, how many times have you seen a title change on a house show? It hasn't
1: been in a long time. It used to happen all the time, but now it hardly. I think the last one I can remember was when Samoa Joe beat Balor, yeah, for the for the NXT title a few few years ago, and yep. that was how that was an NXT house show.
0: I think that was the last time because I remember. The first time I seen a title change on a house show, you remember Kate and Murdoch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They beat the Hardys for the raw, the world mm-hmm. tag titles. Right. That was the first time I ever seen I think a U.S. title changed, too. Or the Intercontinental. <laughs> one of those titles had changed at one point, too, on a house show. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think things like that... If it was a little more unpredictable, it would boost ticket sales. Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, you used to get world world title matches on house shows. You used to get stuff like that at live events, you know, non-televised, just straight yeah. up. You know, you used to get all kinds of stuff like
0: that. I heard The first house show I went to was a SmackDown. The main event... Mm-hmm. Was Edge versus Jeff Hardy for the WWE title, right? But then the match before that, you had a steel cage match, Undertaker and Big Show. Mm -hmm. Right. Those are pretty. That's something that could draw interest. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, see, like, and I,
1: I remember going to house shows in the '90s, and they would bring out, you know, you get matches from everybody. Yeah. Everybody would be out there. You know, you'd get eight-man tag matches of you know, like the Nation of Domination against DX, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then you know, the main event would be like Stone Cold against Undertaker or something, you know, something like that.
0: Yeah, they really don't do it. They really just kind of throwaway matches. Hmm. So there's no incentive to really go to a house show, really, unless you're a kid who just wants to see these guys. Yeah. I mean in general
1: you get better wrestling at a house show because Oh yeah no definitely story, definitely because there's
0: no storylines.
1: They're just they're just wrestling. And you'll you'll see some stuff you wouldn't see
0: on TV, you know. It just it doesn't help when you already know the results before you the match yeah. even starts. Yeah. That's that's the bad part with the house shows. Mm-hmm. There's a few things that happened in the ring this week though. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we got <laughs> Yeah, we got Samoa Joe back. And we found
0: out Triple H had no idea he was
1: getting fired, and he was pissed. Great. So.
0: Dude, like, dude, when I saw him get released. I'm mean, like, why did they release right. him? Why are they releasing their big names?
1: No, I, just, I, I just, like I said, I just had to laugh because a week later Triple H was like, "Fuck no, y'all are
0: bringing him back." Uh, they brought <laughs> him back. He came back to NXT. The- this past week and became yep. Regal's enforcer, basically. Yep.
1: Well, do you think he's still not cleared to wrestle?
0: That's what I was going to still ask be you on about. TV
1: and do all that. Yeah. Do what? No, I said he's not cleared to actually wrestle, I don't think. Mm-mm. But he can, you know, be on TV and be the enforcer, be that character, you know. Do you which think is good for
0: him. He can. Oh, yeah, definitely. Do you think he'll ever be cleared to compete to wrestle again for WWE? Um, He might be. I don't. Because there's so many storylines that can get brought up and so many potentially great matches he can have with them guys on NXT. And he's almost, what, four matches? Pete Dunne, Gargano, Mm -hmm. Adam Cole. And him and Kyle have all of them have good matches, carrying and Cross. I was going to say, I'd like to see him against Cross because yes. Cross is running
1: is running a similar gimmick to what Joe did in TNA back in the mid-2000s, you know. Oh, really? You know, he well, – because, you know, Joe – back then, Joe's thing was he was the shooter. He was the prize fighter, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, all these other guys are pro wrestlers, but I'm, I'm a fighter, you know. yeah. You know, that could be interesting, but you know, and he is older now, obviously, but I'd like to see him wrestle again, but I'd rather him be healthy than than wrestle, you know.
0: De- yeah, definitely. But anything from New Japan happened this week that you'd like to talk about? Well, it was last week. They uh
1: the match happened last Monday, not this past Monday, but the week before. Right. You know, they, they 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 crowned a new world champion.
0: Yeah, because um, their their champion had gotten
1: injured, right? Yeah, Will Osprey's neck's all fucked up, and actually, it turns out apparently it's worse than what everybody thought it was. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're not no idea when he'll be back.
0: Damn. So he
1: had to vacate the title. <clears throat> And uh, at Dominion, they had a they had a match between Shingo Takagi and Okada for the world title. What made the officials pick those two people to compete? Well, I mean, Okada's been the top guy for yeah. almost ten years now. And but what about Shingo? That guy, that guy's just been on an absolute tear for the last year and Makes a half. Sense. He's he's just you know, match after match just proving, you know, he's he can be that guy. You know, he twenty nineteen he had the match of the year. Last year he had three or four matches that were in contender for that. Oh shit. You know, okay. And he's and he's just been facing the top
0: guys and usually winning, you know. So okay, now it makes sense to put him in that match though kind of how do you think he's gonna yeah. be as a world champion though? I think it'd be great because he's that tough, hard-nosed, you
1: know. He's, he's that ass kicker, tough guy, you know, badass. And <clears throat> so this is also you know. his first world title reign, ain't it? Yeah, for a major world title, yeah. It's his yeah. first. You know, he uh, you know, he was the open weight champion for a while, which in New Japan that's more like that's like the Tough Man title, you know, the BMF title. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he he held that title for a while, which was perfect for him. <laughs> but you know, and he's been tag champions across multiple companies. You know, and he's he's been around for a while. But um, you know, they they had a thirty-six minute match on that show, and
0: it
1: was a pretty good match. It, it, it was, And it, it was a good match. It didn't feel like 36 minutes. They were just going right on, you know.
0: Put the link up for that match when we post our match, our yeah. pick of the week matches. Yeah, I want to post the, the link page. up for that because I want to see that too. Yeah, I'll put it on, yeah, put it on the page. But, uh,
1: you know, he's and like I said, he's been around for a while, and he's, he's older now. He's almost 40, you know. He's getting up there in I age. I think it was just it was just the time for it to happen, you know. Yeah, and, I, and I'm and I'm glad New Japan pulled the trigger on that, is because I I don't dislike Okada, but we've already had multiple Okada title reigns, and Okada he, he's there, is John Cena, the right? But he's also the longest reigning champion they've ever had in the company history. You know, right. It's
0: time for somebody else to, you know, to take it. How long was Okada's longest frame? Do you remember offhand? It was like, like two and a half years. Damn. And he had,
1: he had. I think it was like seven hundred some days, something like that. And
0: he had like thirteen title defenses or something like that in that time. <laughs> I think the only one in WWE that might come close to that in the modern era is Walter.
1: Well, yeah, he's already – he's well over 700 days on that UK title.
0: Yeah. How long do you think Roman Reigns is going to have the universal title?
1: He'll probably have that for a while. I don't see anybody – any clear person to have that belt on SmackDown,
0: you know. I guess he's, like, doing his best work I've ever seen him do. As yeah, they, he's, at a,
1: he's at a point right now I really don't see anybody else that can match him there. I
0: don't, I don't think anybody needs to take that title off of him no time soon.
1: And you know what? Go back and look at wrestling history. Companies do better with heel
0: champions than they yeah. do
1: babyface champions.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, because there's a rumor going around that he's going to face Cena at SummerSlam again. Mm-hmm. But then they're talking about him facing The Rock at WrestleMania and defending the belt. Mm-hmm. But I don't. If he does go to face the Rock at WrestleMania, that's the only match I can see being a toss-up for the belt. Yeah, I.
1: I mean, Cena's pretty much retired. Yeah. He, that's, I mean, so was the Rock. He's definitely retired. But if they have him face Cena, I can't see them having him lose to Cena. No. That would mm-hmm. be insane. Yeah. Um. Uh, that match has a much better chance of happening than the rock match, but
0: yeah
1: well, Cena's already pretty much confirmed that he's coming back, yeah, but and you know what though I gotta be honest, I'm more interested to see him against Cena than I am to see him against the rock. Wow I just think that's a better. I think it's just a better matchup for Roman because Cena is the clear-cut babyface, and he's always been, you know, that's that's a true heel versus babyface match. Whereas with The Rock, you know, I just – not that it would be bad. I just don't see it being as good. I don't see that story being as
0: good. I don't know. I think it – Because I think they're going to go for like a who's a real head of the table type deal, you know?
1: Yeah, well, if that's what they're doing, they need Fatou, not The Rock.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think WWE was trying to work on a partnership with MLW and I don't I haven't heard anything else about that. So I don't know how that's
1: yeah, I haven't heard anything else about that either. Not sure what's going on with that,
0: but you heard about it for like a week or two and then it just mm-hmm. fell out. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking you know, of Roman, I Jacob, oh, do
1: no, I know Jacob Fatu? That's, that's the one that would create some interest because that's oh, yeah. a different, that's a whole different animal there.
0: <laughs> yeah. But speaking of Roman, too, you know, they moved, they were supposed to have that Hell in a Cell match for the title. Mm-hmm. Sunday, you know, him defending against Rey Mysterio. Then they moved it up to this past week's SmackDown.
1: Yeah, I don't understand why at all they would do that. Yeah, that didn't make any sense at all. So you made zero sense. Yeah, because I'll be honest, that was the only match I was interested
0: in. And I think <laughs> if they would have waited and had it on Sunday, it would have mm-hmm. been a way better match.
1: Yeah. Did you Did you see
0: it? Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. So what I told you yesterday morning, <laughs> this—I don't see what they gained by putting that match on SmackDown. A rating, pretty much. They they needed that ratings boost, and that was definitely that was definitely it. Yeah, we we call that hot shotting. <laughs> that was definitely
1: the ratings boost. But you know what? It was just all it was. Was a it was just a normal smackdown main event that just happened to have a cage around it.
0: Basically a few chairs.
1: With a couple of chair shots. (laughs) Basically that was it. What 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 they only did what they only did the one cage bump where he threw him where he threw Ray over the top rope into the cage, like that was it?
0: Uh, I fell asleep, I'll be honest
1: with you. And then he choked him out, you know. Yeah, he choked out some type of guillotine. Yeah, some kind of well, they called it like an inverted guillotine. Yeah, yeah, something,
0: uh-huh. something goofy like that. And yeah, like I, I, I didn't. Other yeah. than the ratings, there's no reason to move that match up. So now yeah. that opens up a slot for the pay per view.
1: Well, no, they're they're just going with the already the matches they already had set up. They just took that one out, and that's it.
0: But so you still but you see what I'm saying? They're leaving a spot open.
1: So they're gonna I guess the main event now is gonna be Drew and Lashley. I guess that's
0: I'm getting tired of seeing them two face each other.
1: Yeah. I mean they had a decent WrestleMania match and that should have been it. Like that's you know.
0: Like then they did the match of Stryman at Backlash. That Mm -hmm. should have been the end of it. I would I was fine with them having one more match at Backlash, but that should have been it. Yeah. But you know why they're doing that, right? Hmm. They have nobody else to face Lashley. Yep. Because
1: they, have, they haven't built anybody.
0: Nope. And they're putting themselves... So, look, everybody they're having come on as part-time for these spots, they're getting too old to do it.
1: Yeah. Well, they they haven't built anybody. They don't have anybody there to...
0: You know, and they're still... Barry and Jeff Hardy. Mm Mm-hmm. They had Jinder Mahal return and done absolutely nothing. I didn't know he'd even come back. (laughs) He he, he came back on main event. It's like AEW debuting people on the damn YouTube show. (laughs) But they're not doing anything with these guys. That's the guys that need to be pushing. Jinder Mahal. Elias could be for the world world title competitor. Mm Mm-hmm. He's got the build and the look and just the charisma for that world title spot, but they're pushing Jackson Riker, which I'm not opposed to. No,
1: no, he could probably be something decent, but
0: I think they they're not really doing anything serious with him though. No, yeah, and they got rid of Alistair Black. No, that hurt him. They got rid of Strowman, which was absolutely. Fucking stupid. Well, that was nothing but more
1: than money. I said he was making too much money, and not only that, Strowman kind of talked himself into a corner anyway. So that's a whole other subject.
0: But, but like I wouldn't wouldn't mind seeing another one on one match between Strowman and Lashley, right? And then you got. Kofi Kingston, you guys, Randy Orton, and AJ Styles are all in the tag team scene. You know, AJ
1: Styles for the last, I, I and this is my personal belief, for the last shit, probably since 2014, in my opinion, AJ Styles has been the best wrestler in the world.
0: Well, here's another one, too.
1: You know, and Sheamus. he's just getting
0: – Yeah,
1: and that's the thing. Sheamus – as a heel, could be perfect.
0: And he'd be a great opponent for Lashley. Yeah. Yeah. They got him as U.S. champion. Give that U.S. title to people like Shelton Benjamin, right. uh, Cedric Alexander, Umberto mm-hmm. Correa, Ricochet. Give them that title. Yeah. And push your other guys. Um. Well, they released everybody else. <laughs> I was about to say Mojo Rawley. I forgot he got released.
1: I don't know about mojo, but the other ones I can agree with.
0: No, for like a US title contender, you know, who else do they have now? Uh, they really don't have much. They're they're backing themselves into a spot where they have nobody to push into these these contendership match title matches. And then it's like everything they're doing now. Is to be seen? Is on seem forced? Yeah. Instead of before, where they were having that organic thing. Like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you remember when Ricochet was going for the U.S. title and actually won the belt. Yeah, that felt organic.
1: Yeah, but stuff stuff like that doesn't happen anymore.
0: No, it's it's, it's it forced. Doesn't.
1: That's how guys like Stone Cold and CM Punk, you know. So guys like that, how they became top guys, is because that's what the people wanted. That's what they were cheering for. You know, Daniel Bryan's another
0: one. Yeah, I think since I've been watching wrestling, the two most organic pushes i have seen—I'll say three. There's three that come to mind. I say organic, right? Brian mm-hmm. Bryan are definitely two. Yeah, I'm gonna say Zach Ryder.
1: Yeah, he got himself.
0: He got, he, his he self got
1: himself. Before. But you know. I saw I saw Mick Foley when he became world champion the first time. Yeah. You know, and that was because everybody, the people loved him. They didn't give it. They didn't care. You know, that was a case of this is our guy. And they were like, okay, yeah, we need to push this guy because.
0: Yeah, what about Cesaro
1: on SmackDown? I mean, and that's thanks. Cesaro could
0: be perfect. I think Cesaro is the only guy standing out right now that could beat Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Cesaro, Cesaro could be perfect in that spot. And, dude, the match that they had at, I think it was Backlash. hmm The match that Reigns and Cesaro had was... That was close to a five-star match in my view. But And that's the
1: thing. Cesaro can make Roman... Yeah, he could build him up like that. He can make him. you know.
0: I don't think there's anything else they can do to build Roman. No. But Cesaro built himself in that match, I think.
1: Yeah. No, what I mean is that, you know, as far as having matches, having matches with a guy like Cesaro, you know. You know what I'm saying? With Roman, you know, that's the kind of guy he needs. Yeah.
0: Another guy they got in feuding with Seth, which is
1: just awkward. Which, I mean, yeah, they have good matches with each other, but that's... That's, that's it. it. The story is yeah. terrible. Yeah. They know how to work with each other, and, I mean, they had a great WrestleMania match. Oh, God, that
0: was a match of the pay- whole pay-per-view.
1: Yeah. No, definitely. <clears throat> but that... that <laughs> speaking of... <laughs> Big matches that could be booked better. That damn Omega and Moose match.
0: <laughs> I heard. I heard a lot about that one.
1: Well, as soon as they said that the match was going to take place at Daly's place, I was like, "Son of a bitch, here we go!" This it. I was like, "That now, I already knew what was going to happen." <laughs> Which, which, first of all, that makes no fucking sense. You have an entire pay-per-view, but your main event match is going to happen somewhere else than the rest of the show.
0: Well, you remember it was one of the WrestleManias that had to take
1: place in two different arenas? Well, it was WrestleMania 2, and that took place at three different
0: places at once. Okay, I could not remember if it was two or three. I thought it was two but each but but what they did there each
1: each venue had a full match card oh
0: shit
1: each venue had an undercard and main event and what they did is they just showed the top matches of each card on the on the broadcast all oh. the other match all the other matches were dark matches for that that event oh for that event that's, that's interesting yeah all they yeah on the broadcast all they showed was the top matches from each each arena Okay. Yeah. But he but they had a full card
0: for him before all that. Hmm. But uh, all right, so you watched Omega and Moose. Tell me something about that match, because I didn't watch it.
1: Okay, well, first of all, Moose is a what six foot six, three hundred pound man, man mountain. You know, yeah. the guy's a beast and he's improved tremendously. He literally wrestled the same match that everybody else wrestles against Omega. So just think about that for a second.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Severely over dramatized and right. Doing all these ridiculous spots that a guy like him
1: should not be doing. Yeah. Even if he can do them, he shouldn't be doing them, you know, which i again i already knew omega was going to win and and i knew the bucks were going to get involved somehow but if they had made if they had just made the match of where it was moose just kicking the shit out of omega but still kept that same finish it would have made a lot more sense and would have been a better match for it you, should, you know who do
0: you see omega dropping the impact title to It's Impact. (laughs) Well, you know, they're saying he's also injured.
1: His next match is supposed to be against Sammy Callahan, which ought to be interesting. That might be interesting. You heard what happened on um, Impact this past week too, right? Well, well, hold on a second. It's not even because Callahan's a good worker. It's just because Callahan's known for going off script and going into business for himself. Yeah. And getting getting pissy in matches and, and trying to fight people for real. Shit.
0: So but now what happened on Impact this past week? Um Tommy Dramer was this representative from Anthem, right? Mm-hmm. And basically what had happened was they fired Don Callis from his role in Impact. Yeah, because he well he tried to fire Sammy Callahan. Yep during that night because too. he came to Daly's place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then they've reinstated Callahan and fired Don Callis. Hmm. That's interesting. Yep. Which, Don Callis, he's good. I, I guess that's why I can't stand him, because he's good at what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Which I can't the point stand fucking listening to him.
1: <laughs> I can't stand listening to him or Omega. But, <laughs> but, what do but, you, you, just, but just that match with Moose, you know. Like I said, they could have done the exact same finish because the Bucks came out and did all their 47 super kicks and 25, <laughs> you know, 25 knees to to Moose, which, okay, that's fine. And then they picked Moose up and put him on Omega's shoulders for the one-winged angel. was
0: okay, the, I, I get it. Was this a no-DQ match?
1: No, no, it was just a regular world Was the ref match. knocked out? That's You already know that answer.
0: (laughs) Okay, that's that's my big gripe of AEW. That is my single biggest gripe I have with AEW.
1: Yeah, referees don't mean shit.
0: No, they don't.
1: They mean absolutely nothing. There's no rules. The referees don't even
0: really need to be there. So why don't they just say that? Why don't they just come on and say every match is going to be a no-DQ match? Because That's basically the route it's gone.
1: Like I said, if they just had it, so Moose was beating up Omega, they could have done the exact same finish and it would have been much better. Yeah. I wouldn't Uh, have cared so much if he won after all that if Moose had just been beating him up. It's like, okay, I need these guys. This guy's kicking my ass. I need these guys to help, you know?
0: Yeah. Make make it make would more sense.
1: Much better. It would have been a
0: much better
1: match. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing; they never make sense.
0: Really, being that there wasn't really a whole lot going on in wrestling the last couple of weeks, there's not really saying much. But the best match I saw this week you know, for my match of the week, I'm gonna say it was the five man match mm-hmm. from the In Your House pay per view that NXT had. You know, as where Karrion Cross mm-hmm. defended the NXT title against Gargano, Dunn, Kyle O'Reilly, and Adam Cole.
1: Yeah. Which like, I tried to watch, but because, you know, WWE wants to use Peacock, I couldn't watch it because it wouldn't load. So fuck you, WWE.
0: Dude, I was like, I was, we were trying to watch it that night at a buddy's house, and Peacock was just yeah. messing up the whole time.
1: Well, oh, remember when we watched WrestleMania at
0: Burton's? It was messing up. Yep. So but that match though was pretty good mm-hmm. when Kerry and Cross won in. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a pro wrestling match.
1: And then yeah. Karrion
0: and Cross is really just NXT's version of Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I
1: guess, yeah, in a way, yeah, I guess that can be.
0: Because the biggest things he did in that match, except you know, choking out Kyle O'Reilly for the win. Yeah,
1: well, was he was just suplexing people. and
0: Suplexing and clotheslines. Yeah. That was really it.
1: Like I saw some picture where he suplexed two of them at the same time
0: or something. Yeah. Dude, the finish to that match, though, was just, it was great. <clears throat> yeah. Because Kyle O'Reilly had Adam Cole in an ankle lock. Right. The next thing you know, Brian Cross comes up behind, comes up behind Kyle, Kyle Riley and puts him in that yeah. um, what was it, Cross Jacket? I think is what it's called.
1: Yeah, that sleeper or
0: whatever. Yeah, puts him in that, that sleeper hold choke, and yeah. chokes him out. The okay, that's how he won. Mm-hmm. Won by submission. The finish was great. And the match itself was good, you know, between Gargano, Dunn, mm-hmm. Riley, and Cole. And there was a spot in that right. match I thought Cole was legitimately about to win. Right. Right there at the end. And then out of nowhere, Karrion Cross comes up and chokes out Kyle O'Reilly.
1: So, but they actually did build up some suspense. They actually Oh did dude, it was up. great. Yeah.
0: it's definitely yeah. a match of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, I wish I could have watched it, but Peacock
0: <laughs> uh, your match of the week pick is actually kind of surprising me a little bit yeah
1: um, I was actually surprised myself Well, uh, when I saw that the match was announced Satoshi Kojima versus Joe Doring, because I, I had an idea that they probably would have had the best wrestling match on that show anyway but being that who it was coming from it came from Impact that's the surprise yeah exactly part.
0: Because when does Impact ever um, do anything worth mentioning? Not a lot, <laughs> except for Karate man. man. We're not talking about
1: that. <laughs> that's 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 gone and buried. We don't have to talk about that anymore. <laughs>
0: as Jericho, as Chris Jericho said, a, a bad idea from bad creative. Yeah, that's funny coming
1: from him. But anyway, we don't. <laughs> We don't have enough time to talk about that, but, (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, uh, but you know, it it didn't go too long. The match was probably about 10, 12 minutes. It was under 15, you know, but they just had a straight ahead, you know, wrestling horse fight, you know, you know, Doring looked good. Kojima looked good. You know, they, they beat the hell out of each other. Pretty, (laughs) pretty, pretty well throughout the match. And then, Kojima uh, went for his Lariat at the end. But Dory uh, Doreen countered it into his spinning power bomb Shit. yeah for the win after hitting an insane running crossbody that sounded like fucking just you know two two cows running into each other. <laughs> sounded like an explosion. Oh, dude it it sounded like it hurt because it wasn't a slap, it was just a loud, it was just a thud.
0: <laughs> Did it sound better than the explosion from the barbed wire deathmatch?
1: Yeah, this was actually believable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when Doring hit that running crossbody, I jumped. I was like, whoa, shit. Because all you heard was thud. There wasn't no slap. It was just, you know. <laughs> Damn. Like, this big guy shouldn't yeah, be doing 200- that. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like big guys should run through people, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but no, they had a they had a pretty they had a pretty good match. Like it, it, I was honestly surprised that that it went that way. And like I said, it didn't go too long. It was just the right amount of time. You know, wasn't no crazy interference or crazy spots. They just beat the shit
0: out of each other. Then they got it out. You know, I'm gonna have to check that match out because now I'm actually kind of curious about it. Like interested with it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna check that out later on. Then might get better. At Although it there now. was. There was one. There was one spot where I thought
1: Kojima was going to try to hit the brainbuster on Doring, and I'm like, they're not actually going to do this. <laughs> did they try? It? No, no. Doring broke it up. I was like, okay, thank God they didn't go. <laughs> with, they, they, didn't, they didn't go through with that one because if they did, I'd have been like, that. That's
0: <laughs> that's it. That's done.
1: <laughs> Yeah, you, you got a, you got another six foot six, three hundred pound man taking a brainbuster from a smaller guy. Even though Kojima's not that small, but he's smaller
0: Shit. than Doring. Shit. But. But uh. Yeah. You know, aside from that, then we'll go ahead and wrap up this week's episode with our favorite. Well, it was my favorite part of the show. You know, our classic picks of the week. Mhm. Yeah, always some good stuff coming out of here. So, Nick, since you're finally back on the show for the first time in a month, I'm gonna let you. <laughs> I'm gonna make you I'll let you uh, announce your pick first.
1: All right. Well, I picked this match because um, anybody keeping up with Dark Side of the Ring, this was the mid-season finale, which was an episode about Dynamite Kid. Right. That was the that was the midseason finale. they're, they're coming back in a couple of months. But uh, if anybody watched that episode, it was a great episode. You got a lot of firsthand knowledge on dynamite from his, you know, his ex-wife, his kids, and everything. Wow. And uh but this match was the British Bulldogs, which is Dynamite Kid and Davey Boy Smith, yeah. which later was known as the British Bulldog, which they were cousins. I don't know if A lot of people might not know that, but those two were cousins. And then in this match, they were going up against the Hart Foundation, which back then was Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart, who were brother-in-laws. Right. Uh, um, And, yeah, this this was from the WWF in 1985, which back then these two tag teams were two of the best tag teams you'd find anywhere. These both of these teams were just tremendous back then. Um and you know, this was pretty much an all family affair, you know. Yeah. You know, because Davy Boy was married to Bret Hart's sister, Night Hart was married to another sister, and like I said, Dynamite's Davy's cousin, and back in Stampede Wrestling, which was Stu Hart's company, Bret Hart and Dynamite, all those guys wrestled each other all the time. So they all knew how to, you know.
0: All of them had time but to work know, on their if chemistry. you're a fan together. of
1: any of these guys, right? So they all knew how to work with each other. They knew everything. They, and if you watch the match, you see it. It's just effortless. So you know, if you're a fan of tag team wrestling, you're a fan of the Hearts and Dynamite. It's a great match to watch. It's a 20 minute tag match from a, you know, from a from a house show from a live show back then. Oh wow! Yeah, and they're just it's 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 great if you just like just that pure tag team wrestling and the chemistry of that this is a great match to watch
0: and when did this match happen do you remember
1: it's april 1985
0: so just the whole era of wrestling at that time was just different mm-hmm. everything about yep. the wrestling business was different back then hmm yep And this, you know,
1: these were true tag teams. These were guys that knew everything about each other. They knew how to work with each other, you know, both teams. Both both teams were fantastic at that time. Like I said, they were two of the best of that time. Damn.
0: So I'll have to check that one out too when you post the link. And my pick of the week actually came from just over 20 years later. You know, about three years (laughs) later, to be exact, same month from April 11th, 2008. It's actually the April 11th edition of SmackDown. And it was the main event Mm -hmm. of that show. And it was one that was different that I didn't expect to ever see. Undertaker, he had just won the world heavyweight title not long before that from Batista. I believe it was Mm -hmm. at WrestleMania 23. Um, Undertaker had a match with Festus. And that was the main again, that was the main event of SmackDown that night. And that was like how you like to call them, that was a hoss fight between those two. Yeah. Like they were just slugging it out back and forth. Yeah. And with Festus just being a it was a newer guy on the roster at the time. Mm-hmm. And for him to be given that main event spotlight with Undertaker was just a surprise by itself. But the fact that they put on a pretty decent mm-hmm. tele- television match, yeah, it was it was shocking to me, honestly. Right, but well, and you know at that
1: time that was the Undertaker's best period, <laughs> that late two thousands. That mid to late yeah. 2000s, he was his absolute best back then. And, and you know, I mean, you know, he was the one calling the match. But, yeah. You know, and, and credit goes to, you know, for people who don't know Festus, that's, that's Luke Gallows. Yeah. <laughs> Before the weight loss and tattoos.
0: I <laughs> wonder why his matches now aren't as good as they were then.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 I wonder why. <laughs> but uh, but i've i've heard Gallows i've heard Gallows talk about this match and he's said many times this is one of his favorite matches he ever did cuz he just loved the fact he got to work with undertaker who wouldn't want to work and with and he undertaker? loves he loves rubbing uh, exactly and he loves rubbing that in carl Anderson's face that i main evented <laughs> with the undertaker <laughs> damn
0: but looking at that match but it's a fun, it's
1: a fun match it was it is, it's a fun match
0: yeah. I remember watching it then, and I'm like, whoa, this guy's actually going, you know, blow for blow with Undertaker. hmm Yeah. You know, there was never a spot in the match where it looked like Festus was going to win. Right. But overall, still, it was a good back-and-forth match. Mm-hmm. And it really made Festus look strong. Yeah. Yeah, no, Undertaker made him look great. He really did, and then they got dropped the ball with him. <laughs> uh, something WWE has to have him do it.
1: Uh, well, part of that, part of that's got to be Gallows, though, because I mean, he kind
0: of is just a wrestling Whore But anyway, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> but anyways, you know, that's our classic uh, picks of the week. You know, Nick, you mm-hmm. chose again British Bulldogs versus the Heart Foundation from April 1985, and you said that was a house show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was just a live show. Yeah.
0: And then I had Undertaker versus Festus from the April 11th, 2008 edition of SmackDown. You know, again, these links will be posted on the page. And once this episode comes out, they'll be posted on our page for everybody to go back and view. Both are great matches, and we hope y'all enjoy them as well.
1: Uh, We. Discussed earlier, I'm going to put out a couple extra links this week for some of the other matches we were talking about. I'm definitely going to put up these classic matches, but I am gonna I'm gonna put up a link for that world title match between Takagi and Okada. We're gonna get that out there, Then I'm gonna also put up a link for that Kojima and Durin match. You know? Yeah,
0: definitely, because I want to see those. So yeah,
1: we'll get there. we'll get all those out there for y'all this week after the episode post. So.
0: But, all right, guys. That's gonna wrap up this week's episode of Big Bang Wrestling. You know, again, we're glad. I'm glad Nick's back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully, he'll decide to stick around for next week or the next episode here in two weeks. Yeah, no, I should be around.
1: Shouldn't have no. <laughs> I hope. I hope all this crazy shit's done because, good God, man, I've I've been run ragged.
0: I believe. I think everybody has been lately. It's been crazy. Anyways, y'all, thank y'all for watching this week's episode, and we will be seeing y'all soon.